Hey, Grandpa, what's that? Oh, don't touch that. That's everything all the time. Careful, it bites. Welcome to Everything All the Time, episode 18. Back for another round of drinking and talking. Actually, I should, I should just name the show Drinking and Talking. That'd be good, drinking and talking. Yeah, that's D-A-T. not bad. Sort of the same thing, right? So, yeah, it's sort of, yeah. So, what do we have here? We're, we're always going to start the show with... A, actually, I should probably do an intro. I'm really bad at this. He's <laughs> terrible. If you've never listened to this before... This is everything all the time. It's a show about beer, movies, music, food, and pretty much anything else we want to talk about. Um, if you're easily offended, you shouldn't listen to this podcast because we just say whatever the fuck we want and we really don't care about your feelings. Not really. No, not so much. Well, we, we really can't because we're not, we're, it's a, it's a two way conversation here. So we can't uh, really care about all the things that you care about. Just, yeah. just what we got going on. Um, so yeah, let's, we always start at this show by drinking beer or we, we drink beer continuously as the show goes. Uh, right now we are drinking, what the hell is this? Is some, so we thought it was a hazy modern times beer, but it's a, it's a Berliner Weiss. Right. And for the kids, that's like a tart close to a sour beer. I mean, we can, can you, can you categorize a Berliner Weiss? As a sour, does it fall into that category? No, but when I'm selling beer, if I say, hey, we have this Berliner Weiss, that's the closest thing to a sour. People are like, yeah, man, yeah. Right, but I mean, don't you think that, I mean, sour is an interesting category, right? Yeah, but sour has a negative connotation. Okay, so so you're saying there's certain customers that if you say the beer is sour, they just are turned off by it. They're turned off by it. Okay. But we do get a lot of customers who say... Do you have sour beer? Right. But I, I like think they're a... talking about this, this Berliner Weiss. So it's, I mean, that is, this is a, I guess in the last few years, this has become a more, not Berliner Weiss specifically, but sour beers yes. have become more popular than I think that they've ever been. Right. And there's like, there's kind of like a, not a resurgence, but like a really kind of like a boom for that specific style. I think p- things that don't taste like beer, people love that. Which is interesting, right? I mean, I guess you can. I do. I have met a lot of people who say they don't like beer, but they do like drinking sour beers and or ciders. So, so they like drinking fruit juice. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm. What I get out of it, and especially with this one too, I'm not a big sour beer fan. Total. Yeah. I'm not. I just don't like. I don't really like sour candies and things like that. Like I don't mind citrus, but the sour tart part, um, yeah. I kind of veer away from. Uh, this one is. Not as sour as some of the Berliner Weisses I've had, but it's got a lot of, um, I guess, that like kind of sweeter fruit character to it as well. It has that. It's definitely fruity. People like, fr- do you have any fruity beers? That's what I get a lot. So, I mean, it's it's not unpleasant. I guess I could see this being somewhat refreshing on like a warm day. And it's cold here in it's San Diego. It's cold now. It's, it's actually cold. cold it's in freezing. San- yeah, it's actually cold in San Diego. Don't for- doubt us. <laughs> For one of the first times ever, it's actually cold. Uh, yeah, this one's interesting though. I, I, this is 
the amount that we have right here in our, our classes is about all I can. Oh, take. it's perfect. Yeah, no, I, I can't drink I, a whole. If I had can to drink a whole, this. yeah, because this is a, we split a sixteen ounce can. The, if I had to drink more of this, I would not. I would. I, I just I'd be like, yeah. can I use it in food or I don't know. What else do I do with this? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the sour category is interesting. I'm not a not a fan as a as it goes. I've tried a lot of different sours. I've had a lot of that were recommended to me yeah. by people whose opinions I trust. And then I'll go and drink those beers or those those sour beers or whatever Berliner Weiss, and I end up just kind of feeling either I don't like it or I'm sort of indifferent. Let me ask you something. Yes. Modern times tricked you. They did trick me. They Actually, fucking tricked you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's give some uh i want to give a little background for this they didn't technically trick me because i didn't purchase this from modern times this was uh, handed off in a trade i handed a beer over to somebody and they handed me a couple beers. this is old school yeah <laughs> and when i was okay and this is the problem actually i would say with modern times even though i'm well acquainted with the beer world i don't follow you know every release yeah and this is a modern times thing is uh, as soon as I was handed that can, I just naturally assumed that it was a, ha- a hazy IPA. The haze craze is finally taking over. But, but that's what but that's what like the majority of the beers they produce, right? I mean, a lot of those canned You're beers right. they come out with are are all uh, hazy IPAs. So I just immediately assumed it was a hazy. But lo and behold, it's not that at all. It's a, like a you said passion fruit. Is that yeah, right? I don't guava. know. I, yeah, okay. I mean, I get the kind of like tropical yeah. fruit aspect to it. I mean, it's like a fruit roll-up, you know, without the fancy things on the the wrapper paper. Right. That I learned. I learned a lot from those wrapper papers, actually. From which ones? The wrapper paper for the fruit roll-ups. Oh yeah. They used to have like puzzles and like. I feel like things. I feel like cartoons and kids snacks. Yeah. Were more educational. Yeah. Back in like the eighties, like in the eighties, nineties, like there was uh, there was like, hey, we can't just have a cartoon <laughs> or you can't just have a treat you have to like learn something too you have to put a word search on the back of the box like did you ever watch old gi joe cartoons like from the no i didn't okay so those were kind of amazing because they had these uh like these little public service announcements yeah i can't remember if it, it must i think it was at the end of the show i'm pretty sure it was that maybe it was in the middle but it was always like the gi joes were in some type of situation that would then like lead them to be like, don't be the like, yeah. don't be mean to your neighbor. Don't do like, don't do drugs or whatever. And the GI Joe would come stop like kids from doing drugs or whatever it was. And they these PSAs were super funny because they, they just were. It's like you watch the show about two opposing sides shooting each other with like lasers and blowing things up with tanks and stuff. And then they're like, by the way, also don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, I think that was Captain Planet for me. That's I mean, sort of in the same I still threw trash everywhere, though. <laughs> well, just you're just like fuck this. Fuck, I mean, fuck I the was planet. I was an angry kid. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you didn't. So what you're saying is you didn't learn any lessons from Captain Planet. I didn't. Okay. I didn't I have mean, a ring to like put together with five other people. I don't think I. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted the monkey the whole time. That was it. Uh, I just. What was the, you know, I felt like, okay, you know, it's funny. We always talk about these, like, where we talk about stereotypes and things like that. There was like, what's the dude that was in Captain Planet and he was like the token, like, Indian dude. Yeah. It, it wasn't Haji because that's Johnny Quest. Yeah. But whatever his name was, 
It's like Pepito or something. Yeah. I don't know. And it and he he was the only one without a real element. He had love. <laughs> <laughs> They're like fuck this guy. Everybody else gets like a real weapon, and he gets fucking love and like a. Well, love conquers all, right? I suppose. Yeah. No, I just thought that was funny. There was like this super stereotypical character and then on top of that they're like you don't even get an element like why did they write that character in at all they're like we need five five kids wait a minute they all can't be we're right. out of, we're out of elements what do we do yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe That's... they needed to give a writer something to do have you seen the um college humor don Cheadle captain planet stuff no there's one i only i guess there was a couple of them now but i watched the first one it's pretty fucking funny like it's only like a five ten minute uh, little short but it's it was pretty good. I stopped watching College Humor after I got out of college. That that makes sense. I I always ca- I don't watch them. I don't even watch college or like go to the website or whatever it is. But I catch stuff on like I'll be on Amazon or something, and they have a lot of College yeah. Humor stuff that got uploaded on there. I just started. I was watching one. Uh, it was called Batman, which is essentially just Batman, but it's like he just makes Batman even just terrible. He's like a big idiot, you know. Yeah. And, he, and they take scenes from uh, some of the movies, and then they take a. Uh, um, a couple little like things they add in some stuff that wasn't in the movies, but it's like all the the Christian Bale stuff. So he oh, talks okay. just like Christian Bale, oh, and he okay. just looks like he's he just looks like he's suffocating in that man. It's just <laughs> it's so funny. But the like the like the imperson like the personations they do are pretty good. But it's just I mean there was a couple of funny parts and some of the stuff gets drawn out. But yeah, it's weird. I catch like a little comedy or like the little um, college humor stuff here and there yeah or what is it not i'm sorry it's, it's not college humor it's um oh funnier funny die or die that's the one i was thinking of yeah. sorry i was wrong the whole time yeah funnier die that's what it's from yeah it, that stuff ends up on hulu too and i'm like i don't have the i don't have the attention span for 10 minute videos that's interesting so are you more like a long like you have to sit yeah. down for like two hours you don't really give me do an the, episode like, like i quick... can't uh 30 rock had a great bit on like uh how a character uh, you know he created 30 second comedy shows and it's like hey i'm home oh you're home and then like the episode is over i'm like yeah that's that's my attention span 30 seconds right and, and, you know i can't i can't really do it you know so when something really important comes like that vice where they went to charlottesville and like they met up with the white supremacists and stuff like that was my i it was hard to get through that because i was like oh, this is a lot of how long was the video it was like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So I was like, I can only take white supremacists so long. You know? Sure. I mean, that's yeah. that's hard to digest, though. In it general. is kind of. Yeah. yeah. And you, to be stupid and white, and a white supremacist and then the tiki torches. and that, it was, uh, Yeah. I mean, it was a, a lot. That is a lot to, to view in general. I mean, it's it's frustrating. Um, even for me, I, I watch it. I'm like, this is just... I going why, why are we like this? Like, why is yeah, this happening? Yeah. Why yeah. are we... I go on to Google and I go on to the, like you see like a lot of news reports. Yeah. It, Google, there's a thing on my phone that I can do where I think it might be. I have a Google Pixel and I think it might be specific to like the Pixel uh-huh. or, or like the Google brand or whatever. But if you swipe left on your home screen, it brings up stories that are based off of your interest. And some of it, sometimes the articles pop up and it's like <laughs> impeachment <laughs> and little shit like that. And I'm like, 
oh, what is this article about? <laughs> What's going on here? Normally, it's like Marvel news and like movie stuff and music and things yeah. like that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, and then this thing happened. And it, and it actually frustrates me sometimes where I'm like just scrolling through these news feeds or like yeah. popular. Um, what I see a lot, too, is when, if I go onto Facebook, I see a lot of the... They like on the far right side. They have a trending topics. You yeah, know? and I look. I click on the entertainment tab, but even sometimes on the entertainment tab, there's stuff that comes over politically. Like you know, and yeah, I'm, I know, and I, I go and it start. I start to get frustrated. I read a lot of like now. I'm reading a lot of like news articles, and the thing is that not to like not fake news, but there is a lot of misinformation on the internet. Yeah. So I get frustrated when I read some of this stuff because I'm like, this sounds like it's either like it's so ridiculous that it is true. Or it's so ridiculous that this is just a total fucking made-up thing, you know? And I don't just see it with politics. I see it with all sorts of, yeah. you know, like, oh, this celebrity did this thing with this person. I'm like, I don't care if Kylie Jenner fucked a horse last night. It doesn't matter to me. Did she do yeah, that? I don't know. She probably did. Wow. But apparently there was, some, like, there was something today on Trending Topics saying that because of Kylie Jenner, something to do with maybe Snapchat. Yeah, I got an and- alert about that, and I'm like, I'm not... I need to read about that. See, I get all these alerts, and I feel like they tell me, like, a tenth of what I need to know. Okay. So yeah. if I spit it back out to someone, I actually feel stupider for just being like, hey, I get this alert on my phone that said something. So when you get the alerts on your phone, how do you get what what did what did you set up to get the alert? Like, what did you do? A lot so? of white news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, how did you set it up it, to alert I mean, you? It's a lot of sports news. But even with ESPN, I'm getting kind of frustrated because I'm like, hey, ESPN. You know, I don't need, I don't care. Like, I, for instance, I, I went to uh, Gonzaga University. Okay. Uh, it's Gonzaga, not Gonzaga or whatever. I know when you fill out your brackets, it's cute. It's a clown college. Rescue Me did a joke on it. Dennis Leary. Shout okay. out to him. But um, I, they're always in the tournament. So um, I love my basketball team. I love my college basketball team. But literally, a week, like two weeks ago, somebody wrote an article and, he, and I got a pop up for it. Why Gonzaga won't make the uh, Final Four? Okay. Um. Okay. A week ago, I just got an alert. Why Gonzaga won't make the Final Four? And it's like, what, you guys are literally like dumping all this shit on my phone. And it's the same way with the news. It's like today, I'm like, I got an alert about Rick Gates pleading guilty to the Mueller conspiracies and I'm like that's cool but like I need to know more about that like sure. I just can't take it for face value I can't take anything for face and value and I think that, that that's a problem with like news articles right because everything is all headline based majority of people don't read the articles they look at the headline and they go oh shit so and so's guilty for whatever or you know whatever it pertains to yeah and then they're like must be the thing like there's no reading into the details at all so it's like there's so many journalists out there who don't know how to write and don't do their jobs well because they don't need to. They just need to be headlines. Like, they need to write a good yeah. headline, and then you're good. You don't need to go under the ri- – like, you can write a completely bullshit, you know, article about nothing. But as long as you've got the good headline, people will just read your headline and, and move on with their day. Like, you know, you could just say whatever you want as long as it's – like, it intrigues people. That trending topic, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see now is because, you know, I don't – I mean, our, I guess older generations, like, even our, our – 
our parents, you know, or people. I mean, there might be some people out there our age that are reading the newspaper. Yeah. But it seems like few and far between. Most of the time we get a lot of our information. Yeah, from, I don't think my dad's reading the newspaper anymore. He was a huge reader. My mom does. But, I mean, that's the thing is I guess it would be our parents' generation yeah. that are more, uh, you know, or, or the generation like grandma's, grandpa's kind yeah. of thing. Those are the people that are reading the news, like, as a newspaper goes. It seems like a lot of the people on in our age generation and younger are getting all their news information from the Internet. And, and and different sources, right? So it's I, one of the, like the biggest issues that I see, and these are things that I don't, I don't really take it into. I don't really. I just kind of read it and I just move on. But one of the things I've seen, and this is, uh, it's like you'll I'll read an article. These are two different articles I've seen, and I'll read one that says, drinking alcohol every day is oh, God. is like well say like drinking alcohol every day is going to give you cancer. Yeah. Okay. And then. And then you'll see something at the in the same day or within a, two days, and it'll say, "Drinking beer or wine moderately helps you live till you're 95." I've seen the same and, thing. And you're going, I like I don't care like I don't care about any of it anymore. It's like you could just they might as well just tell you that smoking is good for you now because <laughs> it just doesn't fucking make any. It just do you makes want Joe no Camel difference. to come back? Yes, I want yeah. I want Joe Camel to interview in this in this podcast, <laughs> have a conversation with about his life. <laughs> would we have to smoke during the interview or sure why not you... <laughs> yeah just <laughs> it's like a mandatory yeah, thing if you sit like... in the same room with joe campbell you've got to smoke <laughs> yeah i mean it, we there's definitely the side of uh, and it what frustrates me is it's like a lot of entertainment stuff to you sure. it's like why the wire was the best show ever and then it's like why the wire wasn't the best show ever yeah and, and it's I, like well i saw the same thing and we'll talk about this in a little bit but this is something relating to black panther yeah but i'll, I'll we'll talk about that because i want to get we've already kind of chatted about that but i want to get into more detail about yeah. it but the one of the things that i read was within the first you know first day or two of its release it's like breaking box office records right and then in the google like the like you know i swipe swipe it left and i'm looking at my just you never swipe left (laughs) just my my news stories you know i'm looking at them and one of them's like superhero fatigue black panther only made like way more money than everybody else but it's like superhero fatigue it's totally fucked and you're like this is not this is just an article that pops up out of nowhere who knows the credibility of the person that's writing it but there's somebody out there that's going to click on that article and they'll maybe read it maybe they won't but they're going to take all of it at face value yeah. and they're not going to look into any other aspect of it and it almost seems like uh propaganda to a certain extent right it's like two different sides saying one whatever they want to just influence their own audience so whatever readers they have they're going to say whatever it is that's going to make them bring in that type of audience so if you knew that your newspaper was super like just you're you know you're white supremacists read your newspaper yeah then you're gonna write articles that are gonna appease that audience right because you want them to keep reading you're gonna your, throw some hints in there. you want to you want well, you want them to keep reading right yeah. like you want them to keep bring like reading your product yeah so you're gonna say whatever it is that makes I, them happy fox news <clears throat> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i feel like a lot of uh that's how sports is kind of like just say the most inflammatory thing mm-hmm. like lebron james sucks and then you're like what and then they're like let me explain why right and you, no matter what the article says like you still have the headline out there and i feel like the san diego san diego union tribune does a lot of that too interesting i've not i don't I god don't, man their sports section is so like 
hey, uh, the Padres uh, are good this year, or are they? And it's like, all right, well, just write Nick Cepeda or whatever your fucking name is. Just write something that matters. Yeah. Stop baiting us into reading your newspaper. I think it's a problem. Problem of that too is that we're we're in a place where news needs to be constantly created, but there are some days where there's not a lot of news. Yeah. So they're going to do everything they can to create some form of news, whether it's nothing at all. You know, you see that with any website you read, yeah. whether it's, you know, no matter what it's based off of, <clears throat> you always have a team of writers who are there to write about stuff. And if there's a day where there's nothing to write about, they're going to come up with a few things to write about, whether they want to or not. Yeah. White Black Panther isn't black enough. Right. But- you know, and you're like, why? What do you mean there, it's not black enough? There weren't enough black people in Black Panther. Why there's too many people, white people in Black Panther? You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's just, that, that is. You just get these. Well, you know, I heard about this thing too. Um, there was, I guess, after after the movie had came out, uh, there were fake Twitter accounts that were posting, yeah. like fake attacks on people. Yeah, like we were, we got attacked at the Black Panther movie. <clears throat> yeah, which I thought was really insane. I'm like, really, that the fact that there's this much, uh, create, there's just like all this hubbub about something yeah. that's as simple as like this is, regardless of the message that's in that film, it's still a superhero movie, and it's it's based off of a comic book that's existed yeah. since like the 1960s. Yeah, let me so let me uh, tell you something, people. If black people pay for something, they're not going to lose that money. So they're not going to get thrown out of the theater. They're not going to punch a white person. <laughs> they're not. Gonna, they're going to go see what they paid for. They're not going to physically assault anybody until after the movie. I can't imagine going to a theater specifically to. Watch the movie and then maybe fight with some people. You know, walk That's out of that. Weird. Walk out of the movie and just go, man, I'm gonna fuck some people up now yeah. because they. You know, even with all my black energy surging through my vibraniums <laughs> surging through my body after seeing Black Panther, I did not want to punch a white person. Right, and I don't think that that's a normal. That's just not a normal thing. Yeah, and we've we've already come down to the point of understanding, especially with like the gun attacks and things like that, you know, yeah. all, these different, all these different shootings, all this different stuff that's going on that it's, it's coming down to uh, a lot of it has to do with mental health and it has to do yeah. with people having issues, you know, and it seems to be more and more common all the time. Maybe it's because we can report on it. Maybe it's because we can, we have the technology to start showing these videos of people and, and reporting that these things happen because it, it seems to me like we used to never see this stuff and now yeah. it's just happening constantly. I think so. the, the con I think, this is this is real when back in the 50s or 60s you know if someone was depressed they didn't really know what depression was right and you know a mother was just you know not connecting with her child sure, back sure. Then. yeah so uh, this whole concept of mental health is still like a huge hurdle because taking care of yourself or taking a taking a day for yourself or trying to get your mind right that that's still to people hey you really need that time to take care of yourself right i think that's that that's something that we're starting to understand too is that um i mean a lot has changed over the last you know 50 years uh as like a society and as a culture like even though like our work ethic like everything but we, we we deal with a lot of um how much we work 
and how much we don't take breaks. Yeah, man, we and take... how much we put like into working and how much we don't walk away from the job, even when we're clocked out. You know, a lot of a lot of people who are on the clock and then they clock out and they go home and they still do work and they're not getting paid to do that work. Yeah, and we're in a weird place where everybody just overworks themselves, and it's because and being passionate or being dedicated to your job is respectable but at the same time you have to be able to walk away and say not right now like i'm not going to do this you know and i think that's a problem within our workforce on all levels like you know and i mean maybe not the ceo of you know disney but you know you never know dude you never know in america it's it's definitely a problem we just don't know how to stop working mm -hmm. and you know when i was when i got out of college you know, the job that I had allowed me to move out of my parents' house. Right. And then I put everything into that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to work 100% of the time as hard as I can. Sure. I didn't really know about taking care of myself because my parents didn't really preach that. And that's not essentially right. their fault. And but eventually you get to a point of like exhaustion, right? Yeah. yeah. And even now I see it in, in the industry that we're in. You know, beer people don't take care of themselves. No, I mean, beer people run we, themselves into the ground. We, yeah, everybody, like on all sides of it, uh, everybody works really hard and they care about what they're doing, but they also are trying to make sure that they can get the right. Like a lot of guys are commission based and things like that, where they're all trying to make sure that they can sell and work as hard as they can so they can take a, as much money home so they can take care of their family or their dog or you know just pay rent or just pay your bills or whatever it is and yeah you realize that a lot of people are we all hang out and we drink together and we like have a good kind of like camaraderie and like neighborhood aspect to the the work but it's like you realize everybody's exhausted too by the end like every time you hang out with people from the industry and you all hang out together you go like Everybody goes, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, because everybody's tired. Yeah, everybody's just tired. And by the way, if you run into if you're a salesperson, no offense, and you run into a brewery <laughs> owner, a bar owner, I don't know, somebody affiliated with a brewery, you don't necessarily have to chat them up and tell them why you should fucking buy their beer totally. like, or why they should buy your beer. Relax. I think one of my... Um favorite things to do is to walk into an account talk to the person that owns the place or is the bar manager or whatever and not talk to them about what we're selling at all you know, just sit down you have a conversation with them be a person drink a beer yeah exactly i mean but the, the difference is right that they know you from your work it's all work related right yeah so they come immediately expect you to walk in the door and say hey by the way i've got this this and this and you yeah. go it's not always necessary. You know, you can walk in, say hello, chat them up, buy some product from wherever you're at, whether it's a bar or a bottle shop or, yeah. you know, and have, or, you know, pertaining to whatever your industry is. You have that conversation, you sit down, you say hello, and then you walk out the door and you don't really talk to them about the thing. And that just means that you're there for the relationship part of it and not for the other thing. And I, that I think that's, I think that's actually really nice. It is nice. Yeah. And I will say, hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, at at the brewery that I work at, um, the person who orders for the bar next door, um, he legit straight up was just like, are you here to like pedal beer or are you here to like actually like have a conversation, like a personal thing? And it's like, you know, selling beer used to be really intimate because they used to be like, you can make a decision whether or not you actually want this beer to be at this bar. Right. 
now it's different. Yeah, I think we that, just need to go to account to count to count. Yeah, I think that there's a a lack of yeah, there's a lack of that like personal connection. Yeah, and I think that the thing for me is that I'm kind of old school, so I like that kind of connection. I like to be able to go in and chat with people and to say hello and to really not give them a hard time and come in and just support that because in my mind the way I look at it is that if somebody like this owner said owner is going to support the business that I'm trying to sell for when we work together and we, and we do the sales part of it, I like to walk in the door to those accounts. I mean, for not every single one of them, but I like to walk in the door and sit down, have a beer or, ha- you know, eat a burger or whatever it is and support that business because they support us too. Yeah. And I'm not obviously not required to do that. I don't have to show up to your account and do that, but I do that because I feel like it's a back and forth between those two things. And it's a two way street. They stay open because people are coming in and buying product from them. And we stay open because they're buying product from us. So we give them that like that back and forth. And I think that's really valuable, important. And I think that gets lost in a lot of people, especially in the beer industry where you are really stressed out. You're working a lot. You're trying to, and your, your mind is on the number where it really needs to, you need to take a step back and go, oh yeah, but also this person has a million, like everybody's time is valuable. Right. And I think a lot of people forget, especially buyers at restaurants and bars, forget how valuable the, the salesperson's time is. So there's a constant disconnection between those two things where it's like, we just really need to give each other the time of day and just say, Hey, I'm busy right now. Let's do this another time or come in and sit down and have a beer, but I I don't have time to talk to you. You know, it's little shit like that. You just, we definitely don't have sympathy and empathy for people anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, and, and you know what, when I say sympathy and empathy, maybe it sounds like, you know, what do you mean? Like, are you talking about feelings? It's like, no, I'm talking about, do you know what it's like when you were trying to first start out doing your thing? Mm-hmm. And guess what? What if you try to go do your own thing? What right. if you try to go do your own thing and said business? Don't you want people to have, you know, empathy for you and take take into account your time? And I think that depends. I mean, I mean, I think that comes down to how you build your reputation, right? Like, it's all up to you about how you treat people it's how you treat your customers or how you yeah. treat you know whatever it comes down to so that way when the day that you do walk away and you do go do your own thing people are like that person i'll support them because they're fucking awesome you know and, and no matter what it is if you're gonna go work for another brewery or you're gonna go uh start your own thing you know yeah. it, i think that that's a value that's really valuable to walk away and go i've done a really good job of making sure that i'm cool with people in this business I'm trying to treat them with as much respect as they're giving me. You know, it's like the back and forth thing. Yeah. And then being able to walk away someday and doing your own project. And, and then people going, whatever you need, man, I'll help you out because you've always been awesome. You know what I mean? Like, that's the. That's the goal. That's what you should be able sure. to do. I think beer. everybody should aim for that. But there's a lot of there, there's a lot of people out there that forget that that's a, a thing. Yeah, because money, money, money. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, that's, that is a problem within the industry, I think. A lot of people are there. I, I always ask people when they get into the business in any way, shape, or form, I go, what made you want to do this? You know, because it's, to me, in my mind, if anybody ever says money, that's always the wrong answer because none of us are, <laughs> none of us are fucking rich. Yeah, I'm not going to get rich. No, I mean, we're houses. all doing this because we care about the business, right? We care yeah. about the industry. We care about the business. It's something that we're passionate about and we want to be a part of it. And whether that makes us a lot of money or a little money is why we're involved. I mean, for the most part. But then again, there's people out there that are like, oh, I want to just I want to make six figures. 
you know, and you're like, it's a lot of work, but you, you, not that you can't do that. It's just that it's a lot of work and a lot of time. You know, I know, I know I've heard of some stone guys that are making that kind of money, but they've been doing it for like 20 years. You know, they've been in the business running around for 20 fucking years, developing a, 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 you know, a territory. So, I mean, it is, it just comes down to the type of, you know, salesperson you are or like brewer or whatever, you know. Well, no brewer is going to ever make six figures, so why should a salesperson make six figures? I guess. Well, I, no, I, I can see that. But I'm just saying, like, I guess if things are based off a of commission, you know, and your commissions are just insane, I guess if you're just selling a fuck ton of, you know, I mean, I think it's it, when I I remember at one point I, I while working for Stone, I got a, I was driving my own truck, and I had mileage, and I also had my my base wage. Yeah. And. I remember I got my my territory was humongous and I got my mileage check and it was bigger than my paycheck, like my regular paycheck. And I'm like, I've technically driven enough miles now that I am now getting a larger. I mean, it was yeah. like getting two paychecks, which was great. But I'm just like, it's insane that this mileage check is higher than the like the hourly wage that I was earning. I thought yeah. that was really crazy. <laughs> I think that the money in beer is it, it's weird because it's in a lot of different places. And there's still like this really hardcore following that will follow you wherever you go. And like a good example of that is uh, Derek from, Ab- he's not from Abnormal, but he started his own thing. Okay. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Okay. By the way, don't open a brewery I can't pronounce. <laughs> if you open a brewery and I can't pronounce it. Well, naming and marketing is huge, right? I mean, that is a big, big yeah. aspect of the business right now is having things that you can. Um, I think it's Mokasa. Mokasa? I've not heard M-O-K-S-A. of it. M-O-K-S-A. They're, they open up in Sacramento, which is like, hey, waste not wasteland, but you, know? uh, you can develop it though, right? Like <laughs> you can you can go there, and it's not San Diego. It's not 160. And and there's a we need that. We need places to not be San Diego because if we you do. are one of if you are one of five breweries in Sacramento, you're gonna do well. You're gonna because do really you're well. One of five. Yeah. We're one of 150. You're just gonna be you know another needle and a stack of needles kind yeah. of thing so that's that's interesting but no i mean that's that you know naming naming is huge though uh marketing and naming these days where it used to be more about like just you had a good product now it's like how much how much marketing are you doing to push yeah. this you know and making sure that things are um easily digestible i guess is the and on social media social media is a huge thing yeah people you know this whole younger thing tis the season Tis the season for younger. Yeah. And uh man, I never see more responses to social media on people's for breweries and beer bars than younger. Yeah, because it they is know, so younger. They know that they're gonna get people in the door and they're gonna fucking crank through product, right? So the the the, the possibility of them walking in the door, getting one pour of younger and then them going oh that was my pour that was the beer that i'm gonna get so now i drink the rest of the stuff so i mean not only are they making money on younger they're making money on other beers that they're you know you mean el segundo power plant yes <laughs> shout out to el segundo though because they time it perfectly with younger and right. that's very hard to do normally the um the brewery that I work for as well does that too. We're, yeah. We were late this year, but that You're is... You're so late. You're done. Triple IPA season's uh, over. 
whatever we're rolling out tomorrow it's fine yeah. <laughs> no i mean that that we, normally we are right on track too yeah. so then when all the pliny events come around we're right on time with them as well so um, i think it's good for san diego to be like hey if you're a brewer and you give a shit about triple ipa here's time to do it yep i think if you drink younger and you're an asshole and like you just once a year you go to your local bar and you drink it and you're an asshole, mm. then that's where that's where I don't like it. I think that's where we come to. It's it's this, kind of the same thing we met we talked about last time with Pliny the Elder. Is there's a lot of people who are drinking this beer and they don't care about anything industry related at all. They really just want to get that beer. And then they want to go home, you know, and it's like in a way, in a way, even though they're supporting it to a, to a certain degree, they really don't support the, the business as a whole. Yeah. They don't support the business that's pouring it. They're not really supporting the industry or that brewery because they're there just for that one like quick second. But is that OK? I don't I mean to you. Well, to me, no, I don't like it. I no. don't like it. Because those people end up drinking four Pliny's and then passing out. And that's what I'm saying is that for me, no. I mean, for where I stand, like the way I feel about beer and the way I feel about the industry is that I don't, I feel like things like this just shouldn't exist. And not that Pliny the Younger shouldn't exist, but this, that mentality towards beer, because at the end of the day, it's also beer. You know what I mean? It's just beer. We, everybody works hard to make a product, but that's like a baker or a chef at a restaurant. Like I think that there's people who are putting a lot of effort into doing this thing and it's something that you consume. So it's something that, you know, somebody could have slaved hours and hours over this Berliner Weiss that we're drinking, but in a moment it's gone and it's like, okay, on to the next thing. So I think that there, you have to pay attention to the fact that there's a lot of effort that goes into all this product and then trying to be supportive of it and trying to understand that, yes, even though I've consumed it in five, 10 minutes or whatever it is, you still understand that there's a lot of work that an effort that goes into it. So you being the guy that runs in the door and drinks a couple of Pliny the Youngers and then leaves and never comes back, like you've helped nobody. You know, yeah. you've, done, you've done nothing to support this industry and help it flourish. Yeah, you're just you're just another guy. Exactly. You're kind of like they what do they call them? Like I know like a lot of bottle shares, they kind of refer to these people as like um, like Ahab's kind of thing or like they're, like they're looking for the white whale. Kind yeah. of like they always want to bring that one really rare beer that you can't get. You know, and they always want to bring it and like show off. Yeah. Or sometimes I've heard of also call them as like dick swingers. Because they just want to come and show how big their dick is, kind of thing. So I've heard, like, you know, there's something about bottle shares that I like, kind of like the camaraderie with people, like talking yeah. and stuff like that. But I do notice that there's some people that bring, like, well, one, bring really bad beer that they think is great. <laughs> and then two, they bring you something that you're just like, this is the most rare beer ever. It's made with the skin of Obama. And you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, why is this? I, I don't know. It's again, it's still a beer. Like, can yeah. we just take a minute and realize what we're talking about here can we scale back it's like the rarest cheese the whole the whole dick swinger thing i mean it's not appealing to me because like bottle shares are essentially turning into and i i hate to call it breweries but modern time shares Mm -hmm. where all of all the stuff that they sell oh like the cans and everything like one of the cans we popped open monkish the can look cool and all (laughs) all this stuff that people are holding on to Mm -hmm. you know I want to ask him, why are you holding on to this? Why, why, why is this so important to you? If you're holding on to an IPA, why the fuck are you holding on to it? Right. Just drink it. Especially IPA. Out of all beers. Like, if you're going to hold on to a barrel age, you're going to hold... Yeah. Like, IPAs out of all, if especially if you're not that well acquainted with beer. Like, if you're listening to this and you sort of understand beers, the thing that you should drink 
fresh always is an IPA. Yeah, you you've never got a, should you've hold You've got on like to about it. maybe 90 days for this IPA to be good. So maybe, depending. Maybe. This depends on the brewery, too. Keep it refrigerated and uh, drink it as soon as possible. There's no reason, literally no reason to hold on to this beer. And I've actually seen that with a lot of um, bars and restaurants. They'll bring in, they'll be like, yeah, I want that IPA. They'll bring it in and they'll sit in their cold box for months while they wait for the next thing to blow. You know, so they're waiting for a keg to go so they can put on the next thing. And you're like, you should have never purchased this product in the first place. You're holding on to this hoppy beer that's going to go bad. I was like, we should have talked three months from now and you could have got the thing that you actually needed. Yeah. And you find out that they put people are putting on a beer. Oh, sometimes even like places that don't manage their back rooms very well, they're putting on IPAs and stuff that that were like a year old. And you're going, holy shit. You go, why do they have this beer on right now? You know, I actually, I had a little, I had a scare with this guy that was, the beer was just mislabeled, but it was labeled as a different pale ale that we make. Yeah. And I was, I went, I was sitting there going like, why does he have this beer on? Like we had, it was not out. Yeah. It was not fresh. Like the last time we had it was maybe six months ago. And I was sitting in this account going like, oh no, I have to have this really awkward conversation with this guy about why he's got this beer on tap right now. And then I asked him about it and he was like, I just took it from you like, you know, three weeks. And I'm like, Oh, it was this one. This is the name of this beer. Woo. This is not, but you know, there's that problem where sometimes things end up in people's back rooms. They forget about them. They get buried within a bunch of other buys that they're doing. And it could be a hoppy beer. It could be a double, double or triple IPA. And it'll sit back there for six months or more. And you're like, that beer is bad now. And then the, but they paid for it. So instead of just getting rid of the beer and throwing it out, they're going to put it on tap. And you know who that makes? It makes the brewery that made the beer look bad. It looked yeah. so bad. Yeah, it makes the brewery look bad, not the not the bar. Yeah. The bar is innocent in this situation where then you come out and they drink this and they're like, well, I'm, that beer was fucking terrible. I'm never drinking another one of their beers. So it's a funky, it's a funky situation. So manage it, management of backrooms is a big, big, big deal. <clears throat> Backroom but, deals. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Um, let's get a. I'm gonna. I want to get another beer, All and right. then I want to talk about Black Panther. All but right. we'll. Sempre da cabra que eu moro e de nascer de levantar 